Jeremiah chapter number 8 verse number 18 Jeremiah chapter 8 verse number 18 Jeremiah chapter 8 verse number 18 I would comfort myself in sorrow my heart is faint in me God is lamenting listen the cry of the daughter of my people from a far country is not the Lord in Zion it's not her king in her why have they provoked me to anger with their carved images with foreign idols. Verse number 19, 20. This is God's observation. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. Summer is the period of plenty. Summer is the period of harvest. Summer is the period of gathering. And in their predicament, they gathered in summer, but they could not eat what they had gathered. Now, the other versions of scripture which I'll be using, I'll be introducing you to says, and the summer came, and the harvest came, and nothing changed in their lives. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. May this not happen to you. When your summer comes, may you gather. And may you enjoy what you gather in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and shout out, receive it. And now God, look, look, look at God. I love it. He said, for the head of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. From today, I want you to know that when you are in pain, God is in pain. When you are unhappy, God is unhappy. When you are poor, God is unhappy. When you are sick, God is unhappy. For the head of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. And I am mourning. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Look at verse number 22. And he says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Is there no medicine in Gilead? Is, are there no doctors there? Why then have not my people been healed? Three words are there. Doctors, medicine, and Gilead. Very important for you to notice. There, there is the other version that I studied at dawn today which we don't have here, it's called uh, the NET, the New English Translation. The Eng New English Translation did not pose a question. Is there, is there, is there no medicine in Gilead? The, the, the NET says, there is surely medicine in Gilead. And then, are there no doctors? Then he said, there are doctors in Gilead. Then he poses the question, why then are the people sick? Now, now, you need to get a heart of God. First of all, God is looking at the city or the town called Gilead. Now, in the Hebrew language, Gilead means a hill of testimony or a mountain of testimony. Because it's, it's a mountainous region uh, somewhere in the Middle East near uh, the Jordan River. Beautiful, beautiful city called Gilead. Then it also means, in, uh, uh, sometimes they also call it the hill of witness, the mountain of witness, where you want to witness God's power and success. Go there and see the beauty of that town, Gilead. Then the Hebrew word for Gil means joy. And then the Hebrew word for Ad, Gilead, Ad, is everlasting. And so sometimes Gilead is also called the city of everlasting joy. Yet, it was a city of sick people and they were dying. And then God comes and says, 
this kind of death that we are talking about is not spiritual. Are there no doctors? And are there no physicians there? Are there no good medicines? There. Now, Gilead can be likened to certain modern states. The whole world is the fourth country that has the largest deposits of oil in the ground. Excess. Not oil that has been drilled. Excess of oil. The whole world, Nigeria is number four. Rich in oil, but poor. Mismanaged. They kill for petrol. People are dying there. <laughs> demonstrations. Big time demonstrations. Yet they are rich. Oh, what a beautiful gill, a beautiful country called Mountain of Testimonies. And a country of everlasting joy. But are there no physicians and doctors there? Why are the people there not healed? Why are they sick? Gilead is like Ghana. <laughs> what don't we have in this nation? Oil, boom. gold, boom. diamond, boom. bauxite, boom. beautiful beaches, cocoa. Yet we are poor. Ha! What do you mean who be that? Kolebu has closed down the children's department. Where do we take our children to? Oh, please, 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 please. As for this one. Rich hospital is congested. Because all children from Kolebu now are moving towards rich hospital. Doctors are overused and tired. When you are sick and you go to them, and they know it, and I want them to know this that we know. What, what is uh, what uh, what is wrong with you, uh, doctor? Uh, these days I don't sleep well. I've been vomiting, and I've lost appetite. He uh, will even look at your face. Talk quickly. Let me write. Boom. When you see what he has put into your hand, go and buy malaria tablets. No test. No nothing. No nothing. And yet your sickness is not malaria. But you are drinking malaria tablets produced from India. <laughs> it is missing what? Oh. If, if you are not lucky and your medicine is produced here, they use urine, shamo, to do it. <laughs> and if you are lucky, and your tablets come from Enugu, Nigeria, and it is paracetamol, I bet you it is kokonte that has been pressed very hard. And they have put one line, and they have written para. Anything para is not paracetamol. It can be paralysis. This one, when you, when you drink, you paralyze. I'm telling you. And, and there is no one who will check this for us. Gilead beautiful town everlasting joy a mountain of testimony and yet the people are dying where are the doctors where are the medicines 
<laughs> hey, you need you need God to live in this country. Who? Who? Visit the hospital callable. If your sickness is infection, by the time you come out of the place, your infection is increased. Increased. No hygiene. And, 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 and dog, you know what amazes me? Hey, don't argue with me. The best doctors are all there. Because it doesn't matter which hospital you go. When your case gets to the climax, finally, they will ask you to go to Kolebu. That's where all the professors are. But if you see where they will ask you to sleep when you go there, your sickness will increase. Oh, he The, the word Gilead, and then we have looked at the word physician, doctor, and then, and then medicine. Now, let me also tell you, the people for whom originally Gilead was allocated, it was originally allocated to the Rubenites and the Manasseh, the, the descendants of Manasseh. Manasseh is the other son of Joseph, whom Joseph blessed. Now, tell me that their problem was spiritual. It was not spiritual. Why? Because at this time, when Jeremiah was lamenting over the situation of Gilead, Moses in the book of Deuteronomy had already reversed the curse which Jacob pronounced upon Reuben. And said, Reuben, you will not excel. You are unstable as water. You will not succeed. So, it is recorded that the people of the house of Reuben, they died rampantly and by heart. But by Deuteronomy, Moses, operating in the authority of a father, felt that the Reubenites had had enough. So he now intervened and said, let Reuben not die, nor his men be few. So Moses reversed the curse. So by the time of the book of Jeremiah, no curse was operating upon the people of Reuben. Number two proof, Manasseh. If you listen to the words that Joseph spoke upon Imprim and Manasseh, when Jacob, Jacob stretched his right hand towards Imprim and towards the Manasseh, the left hand, Joseph tried to stop him. He said, no, no, don't stop me. I know what I'm doing. But listen to the prophecy first. He said, may the God that I have served these years, who has fed me till today, till today, if the man was 90 or 90 something years at the time he was praying, he was talking about the God who had fed him since he was a baby throughout to his last breath when he was about to die. This is the God that we serve. When God decides to provide, he provides every step of the way and every day until your last, last, last breath. You can trust God because he's a covenant keeping God. Ah, then he said, then he said to them, he said to them, let the angel who delivered me from evil protect these children. Divine protection. Then he said, let my name be named upon them. 
and let the name of my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac be named upon them. In other words, let these young boys be identified with the success in the Abraham's family. Let them be identified with the longevity of life that is in this family. My grandfather Abraham died in his old age. My father Isaac died in his old age. Here I am also. I am in my old age and I'm going to die. Let this young man's life not be cut short. Let no sickness and disease terminate their lives. Let my name be named upon them. What a blessing. So let their descendants be many. Let them be fruitful. Let them prosper. That's the kind of blessing. And those people now lived in Gilead. And now see. As if no blessing had ever been pronounced. Oh, we have seen a Gilead in Ghana here. Plenty of gold, plenty of oil, brilliant economists, professors, presidents, diligent parliamentarians, brilliant, 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 brilliant lawyers. Yet one person can come and maneuver his way. And he alone can make away with so much money. Brilliant people. And I guess that when the man is going to see them, he will take some handkerchief in his hand, and then when he go, he will die. And then they part of and they are just signing. That's why born again Christians must become ministers. Oh, you did. That's why you are going to become a minister and parliamentarian. It's amazing how the man was able to twitch them. He went and gave a certain pastor some. I think the church he goes. And um, he was expecting the pastor to speak for him. I think the pastor was too low and he went to preach against him. He went and said, hey, the money I've given you, give me, back, give, give me back my money. The pastor was trying to delay. He took him to court. But the judge ruled for the pastor. They asked him to go and show receipt. He couldn't show the receipt. Oh, yeah, the man took his pastor to court. Are there no doctors in Gilead? Are there no physicians? Why would you be poor in the country that is potentially rich? Why would you be sick in the country that is potentially blessed with intelligent doctors? Here in Royal House Chapel, we want to overturn. We want to cancel it. We, we want to say that we have the best doctors here, best technicians here. In Royal House Chapel, we will take care of our patients and we will take care of our members. We will make sure that we will believe both in the spiritual and we will believe in both in the doctors and the medicine. We, we will pray, but we will also be wise in Royal House Chapel. Which is why Dr. Asante, I invite you here right now, answer these few questions. Uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Kwaku, please come over. Uh, Minister uh, Urenchi, please come over. Uh, my friend, uh, Mr. Peter, uh, please come over and answer some few questions for me. Uh, uh, Mr. Wellington, please come. My son, uh, uh, Ebenezer, please come and answer these questions for me. Peter, please come quickly. Peter, why is it that it's very difficult for doctor to save certain lives after the sickness has eaten the major organ? Why are they not able to rescue the situation? What must a person do to make sure that he doesn't get to the place where it will be too late for a doctor to save him. Hallelujah. 
uh, we have something we call preventive medicine. This is not done in Ghana. Let me say Africa. The foreign people, they do it always. You need to check yourself every year. You don't wait till you get sick before you go to the hospital. That is not done. Else, he, he, he says you don't wait to be sick. You have to be checking yourself every year. What, what do you check? Uh, am I growing fat? Uh, am I beautiful? Uh, uh, what do you check? It depends on the, the, the age group. The age group. Yes, the, the let's, age group. let's deal with uh, the general one, especially 40 years and above. Yes. Uh, for, for men. For men. The most important thing to check is the prostate level. Prostate? Yes. That I know doc, doc the doctor will, will, will give us detail. much on that. And we have some tests that generally, generally it needs to be checked every year. What are the general tests? We have something called full blood count. Full blood count? Yes. It checks your HB level and other parameters that doctors need to, to do some tests. Uh, 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 doc, doc, why do we have to check the, the full blood count? Why is it necessary? And, and this one for every age group. Why do we have to do it? We need to check the full blood count to know whether, one, your HB level is adequate. If your HB level is low, then you are more prone to get diseases because you can't fight. If it's low, uh, then you are most likely to be hit with diseases because you can't fight diseases, diseases such as? Any kind of infection. Any kind of infection. infection. Then you, are also, you also need to do the full blood count to check your white blood cell count level. This tells us what your white, your anti, the white blood cell count tells us the levels of your white blood cells. And these are the agents that fight infections when you get the infection. So, so if you don't check and it is too low, uh, in the event that you are struck with any disease, you are about to... Did you want to add something to why we... If we don't do the full blood count, what will happen to us? <clears throat> it's actually very necessary to do those things because sometimes you might think you are strong, you are healthy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, something is going on inside you which cannot be, to, uh, you can't deduce it as, even through examination. Mm. But when we do those lab tests, then we get indicators mm. that will predict that something will happen to you in the future. Then we can prevent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, full blood count is, is one of the general things. Uh, what are some of the general uh, things we need to check? Ma- malaria test. Malaria check. Yes, we need to check malaria. We check ah, your... Malaria killed one of my daughters here. If we had checked that period, we would have known that she had malaria. Three years ago, we checked typhoid, and about 150 people were carrying typhoid, and they didn't know. But the grace of God, we were able to save all of them but one. The other one, apparently, he was almost going to die. So when we discovered the thing, uh, it was too late. Hmm. So malaria, we typhoid. Typhoid, your kidneys, kidneys, very important. Kidneys, your liver. And for the elders, we should check the cholesterol level. Cholesterol level. Very important. Very important. Doc, uh, Minister, why do we have to check the kidney, the liver, and then uh, uh, those, those things? It's important to check the liver and kidney. Yeah. Because all the food substances that we eat, mm. they pass through the liver. Okay. Before, some, uh, sometimes they pass through the uh, kidney okay. for it to produce urine. Okay. So, for instance, when you have hepatitis and other things, they destroy your liver cells. And uh, your liver will start, uh, what you cannot, um, what, the uh, liver will can dysfunction. And as such, 
that will cause uh, maybe cirrhosis or something and it's irreversible for you. Break it down, break it down. Open the scroll. <laughs> and that can I mean, cause you liver failure. You become uh, jaundice. That is why we see people with... Uh, why is it that when people come to the hospital, um, doctors, of course, we know there's pressure on doctors. Uh, the doctor ratio, uh, the doctor-patient ratio is so, so, so high uh, that eventually uh, you don't have any time left a- a- anymore. Uh, but why is it that many times... A patient is being treated for malaria when, in fact, what is killing him is hepatitis B. What do we have to do to, to determine that I don't have hepatitis B inside my body? You know, whatever. What do we have to do? And for you to be able to find out whether you, don't have, you have hepatitis or not, the most important thing is to do lab uh, tests. To go to the blood screening? Yes, to do a test for hepatitis so I can determine whether you are positive or negative. If you are negative, there is a vaccine that you can um, receive in order to protect you from getting the hepatitis. But even if you are positive also, there are a lot of uh, things that we can tell you, cancel you, so that it will help protect uh, that liver. Two years ago, I heard about this hepatitis B, so I went for the shot. And I thought I was free. This year, he came to take my blood sample, and when he brought the result, he said the hepatitis B shot that I had, uh, the levels were low. It didn't show much. It means that I am still open to attack by hepatitis B. So I need a booster. Then my, one of my daughters asked for her. It didn't show at all. So according to the doctors, once it doesn't show in a blood test, you have to redo it. Now, the reason for the thing not showing, number one, the vaccine for the hepatitis B must be stored in a very, very good temperature and a very hygienic in our condition. Probably the ones that they use in injecting us uh, were not properly, you know, uh, kept. And so uh, it, it didn't do much. But, but me in particular, the way I'm anointed, I don't know why the thing didn't work. So I'm also suspecting that some witches were trying to worry me somewhere. So now, here's what they said I should do. They said I should go for a booster. So I need a booster. So who is that person sitting there who says, I've had hepatitis B shot, so I won't go. Please, run and go for a test. And to see whether it is showing your blood that you have got injection or not. And then, you said, if it is not showing, what must you do? If it is showing up to a certain level, what must you do? And even after you've gone for the booster and it has shown, after five years, what do you do? Listen carefully. Usually, after you have completed the three courses of injections for the vaccination, you need a booster after five years. However, if we check the titer and it's lower than the level required, we need to give you another booster to try and raise it to a level. If, however, it's negative, then we need to do the vaccination all over again. So it means I need to take the three injections again. And then after five years, you get a booster. And then I, I was talking to, uh, oh yes, I was talking to um, your physician. And then when um, he saw the report of my daughter, he, he says, by all means, it is necessary that as for me, uh, even if I delay mine, it's okay. But my daughter, we should not delay. Why? Because she's still prone to the disease. She's prone to the disease. Because it's negative. It's negative. Yeah. Recently, the sickness killed one of our officers, police officer. 
he was strong and and that's the danger of that disease you, you normally don't feel it you are okay but but the time they rush you to the hospital you are almost at the point of death he died like that another uh, uh one of our ministers at tema east died recently eight thirty nine. young man died the pastor had had a meeting with him um, in his office, they had eaten. He let him go. The following day, the man said, Oh, Ian and Jimmy, my face is blacking me. You know. I'm feeling dizzy. They checked him to the hospital and he died. And then I met the wife. I said, Oh, so what happened to your wife? Oh, and then she goes like this. Pastor, nothing was wrong. Oh, nothing nothing. And all of a sudden, then she's trying to say that he was killed by forces. And, and then for me, when you tell me those things, I ask, so if forces can kill you, then where is your God? Your God is weak. Dead. Question number two. If the witches killed you, apart from accident, and if they used any major organ, of yours to kill you, your liver, your kidney, your your pancreas, your your prostate. If they use that one to kill you, why don't you let me go and check that one right now and see whether when they attack you, they will get something about you to kill you. Check it right now. Because if the witches are going to kill you, they won't kill you from the air. Who told you that no quite fail and but who told you that the people die like that? If you died in your sleep, surely something happened. Your heart stopped. Or in the sleep, you got choked and you couldn't breathe. So you couldn't supply oxygen to your lungs. Something surely happened. Apart from accident that you can blame the witches, anything that kills you in your body, let's check it now. Cholesterol. Was it two years ago? Two years ago, let me tell them my story. Two years ago, when I checked my, my whatever, uh, my cholesterol level was 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 they call it borderline. That is, if I didn't control certain things that I love to eat, which has increased my cholesterol, I will go over. And when you go over, what are some of the things uh, that you should be expecting when your cholesterol is unnecessarily too high? You get what we call hypercholesterolemia. Oh, please. <laughs> and, and in simple terms, you uh, get hypertension. You go it can lead to hypertension. Hypertension? Yes. And then you finally heart, heart disease. Yes. Heart disease. Amen? Okay. Hypercholesterolemia. What else can, would they do when you, you are, your, your, your cholesterol is unnecessarily high? No, actually, it will affect your blood vessels. Blood vessels? Yes. The way they are, the blood vessels are supposed to be elastic. But with the cholesterol, they become inelastic. And okay. therefore, pumping blood into your heart and other things can cause problem. Can cause problem. And then they have something we also call atherosclerosis. And what what, what clerosis? <laughs> atherosclerosis. Uh, I thought they said and, anterosis. 
and they form plaques along your blood vessels. And when one breaks and then maybe gets into your heart, it blocks the vessel and blood cannot pass through and you can have a heart attack and you die instantly. So when you check, what advantages does it give you when you check regularly every year? When you check re- regularly, then it advises you as to its level. For example, you, there are certain things that you can do to reduce the level. If you know your cholesterol is high, one thing you can do, for example, is to exercise regularly. Exercise, and then check your diet. And then check your diet. Exercise, for example, will increase your level of what you call a good cholesterol. And that protects your heart. So there is the bad cholesterol and then the good cholesterol. When I, I checked, my bad cholesterol, I was at the, at the border line. So what I asked was, all right, what are the foods that are rich in cholesterol? And let me see whether probably I've been eating those. Oh, my God. And all the things I love. Number one, granite. Granite. Granite, wise is very good for the body. And for example, it cleanses your colon system, you know, and so on. Me, I don't chew the granite that you be chewing. 50, 50 pesos. Uh, uh, 50. So, oh, my granite. I eat, I eat granite with cocoa. It's my favorite. Cocoa. And when the cocoa is there, the granite, if it does not have bottle, then uh, that day I'm not. Have bottle. Every, every cocoa I scoop. Oh, I know I have, I have some friends over here. Hey, Charlie, I don't care, but be very careful. You are, you are dying small, small. Be very careful. Every, every spoon of, of porridge I scoop into my mouth, it, I'll fill it with granite. Because if I don't feel, if I don't, my teeth don't touch the granite, the cocoa doesn't go. Oh, not knowing, I was killing myself. So when I saw that too much granite can give me that, I said, "All right." About uh, um, four, five months ago, I said, "Now no more granite." They said, "Oh, don't stop completely. Just do it in moderation." I said, ah. "I said I won't be me. I have my body." I said, "Granite, go." I master my body so that after I've preached unto others, I may not be a castaway. Any, any person who is not disciplined to cut certain things that make you too fat, you go to hell. <laughs> if, if you are not disciplined, disciplined to cut what is killing you, then I don't know who you are. The thing is killing you. I say, oh, man, it's the I can't stop. I, I look into my face. Alcohol, she is killing you. And you say you can't stop. Oh, drugs. Drugs are killing you. And you say you can't stop. I, I love granite. I stopped. I said granite. I, I got plenty of bottles over there. My granites they don't come from a crab. Togo. Togo granites. Oh. When you smell the granite, you say, ah, take me, baby. Take me, baby. Lome. I don't eat this Accra granite. Lome. They come in big bottles. I took all the granites and I went and gave them as gifts. And then they said, cholesterol, the yellow one, the yolk. They said, oh, you can eat once, twice a week. I said, I won't eat. I disciplined myself. Hey, go lie. Then I stopped granite soup. I stopped pamno soup. I, I, I eat my lye soup, fufu lye soup, kokonte lye soup, kenke lye soup. <laughs> January when I checked, my bad cholesterol has dropped from 4 point something to 3.3. 3. The borderline is 3. And then I said to my physician, he said, how about now? I said, oh, now you are okay. I said, I'm okay. The team must draw further. I'm going down. 
And then recently, I saw my wife brought granite. I said, granite, I shall return. <laughs> I shall return. Now, I, I, want to, I want to drop to the normal, uh, and then I'll start eating the granite. This time, I was not scoop it like I scooped before. I'll do it gradually, and then the egg, I'll reduce it to once, twice a week. And then, I miss I am only working on myself for now, but I will overcome. Please join me in the crusade. What is it that is killing you? Let's master it. Let's master it. Now, quickly, uh, Mr. Wellington, any important test that we need to do? yeah. That I just occurred to you. Yeah, um, for the ladies, yeah. uh, once you are sexually active, uh-huh. uh, you have to do what we call the pap smear pap or smear. cervical cancer screening. Are you fear screening? Somebody say, are you fear screening? <laughs> you know, so once you are a lady and you are sexually active, yes. uh, we advise that every uh, year, if you can, you have the pap smear done. Hmm. You know? And then, now why, luckily... The, why do you have to do that? Yes, because once you screen, we'll get to know whether you are in the process of developing cervical cancer. And then one, now, too, we have a vaccine for the cervical cancer. So when we screen you and you are normal, you can go ahead and have the vaccine, and wow. that will give you protection. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as why, you know, they screen uh, newly born girls or babies who are uh, girls uh, uh, at birth. Okay. Currently in the UK, they do that. But here we are, we are we, it's, it's not free for now. So you have to go to the hospital. You can either do it at Rich Hospital or Kolebu Teaching Hospital. Okay. And then you have the test done. Okay. So once that is done and you have the money, then you can go ahead and take the vaccine okay. for, for, for prevention. Okay. So, so uh, sir, cervical cancer treatment, PASMIR, for all women who are sexually active very important and then uh, for men who are 40 years and above uh, every year or every six months we advise you to screen uh, for prostate cancer prostate we call the test PSA you know so we advise you to screen for that every six months so that we check your PSA level yes to see if you are in the process of having or developing uh, prostate cancer prostate cancer is not witchcraft it's, it's with men, 40 years and above. Uh, why? Because we urinate, urine passage, and, uh, and the, the, what, what the, other reasons? The, the prostate gland also helps in uh, the production of sperm. The production, Stomach because we are producing sperm, and yeah. we are urinating, and we are, you know, uh, the place become a little bit affected. And anybody wants to throw light to, to that one quickly. And then I'll come to you. Any tests that we need to do, and then you have the final word. Yeah, the prostate as we grow also grows so they become enlarged and sometimes if you are not careful they enlarge to block the passage where the urine passes okay so it, when it happens like that we, we and have then that's what we call it uh yeah. Shamaba. yes yeah please girls go and perform we, we will connect with you on tv tonight please clap for tv3 god bless you thank you girls thank you girls so we call it Shamoba. Shamoba. So, this morning, somebody gave us the symptoms. Uh, 
uh, Doc, you are the one. Uh, what are some of the things that you notice as a man when in your urine that you need to wake up quickly and then begin to uh, check your prostate? If you are a man and during the day you have to go to the bathroom every two hours to pass If urine. you urinate frequently every two hours, you need to check. Or if you have to strain before the urine comes out. My little daughter, when she was born and she was growing, her tummy was very hard, her stool was very hard. And so when she goes to the loo, and then she's trying to squeeze the thing, the thing is not coming. Then she called her mommy. Mommy! It's not coming! I'm trying! We have some medicine there. Uh, we have to give it to her. To, they call it stool uh, softener. Uh, for them, uh, you know, to come. If your, your daughter or your son uh, is doing that, don't scream at her. Can't! Don't shout at the child. Straight, squeeze, straight. If you do that, uh, instead of still coming out, you see some red in the predator. Someone that say I'm learning. Tell someone that say I'm learning. I'm learning. So, so every two hours you are relating. When you have to strain, and what else? If when you sleep at night, you wake up more than twice to go and pass. You wake up more than twice, thrice to urinate. Or if you see blood in your urine. If you see blood in your urine. Or if you're a man and you have sexual weakness, it could be because you have. Ah, if you're a man and you have sexual weakness, that's why you are touching some holy grounds. When you see that manpower is failing you gradually, it means something is wrong with your prostate. You have to check. If you're a man sitting by you, say, say this one you can't afford. Say, tell the women, man, a woman, if you're sitting by you, say, this place, you can't afford this one. Say, Don't afford to lose this one. Amen? And so if you're a man over here and you have noticed that the thing has been failing you sometimes. Please, are there no doctors in Gilead? Are there no medicines? Why are you suffering in the midst of doctors and medicine? There's medicine for this one. It's not witchcraft. Next one. Okay, so uh, urine, uh, what? Uh, and then blood. if you have a family member who died from prostate cancer. The if you have a family member who died from prostate cancer, prostate cancer, it means that your chances of getting it is higher than somebody else whose family ever did. But me, I don't it. even know what killed my father because my father was doing plenty of alcohol and this one, everything. I don't know. How do I know? I have to, I have to go and find out. <laughs> Very important. That man was drinking plenty of alcohol, so I don't know whether it's alcohol, uh, liver, or whatnot. You know, it's quite difficult to know. Family history. It's difficult. But we are going to establish the history for our children and our children's children. And most fathers will not even tell us because we are, we are kids. They don't discuss these things with us. But we will discuss with our children at the right time so that they will be careful. Doc, thank you so much. A any test that 
that readily comes into we, your mind. We're focusing about the sugar tests and the checking, regular checking of the blood pressure. Which blood the pressure, run, the sugar level. Which are the long run, if we are not aware of our blood pressure, will lead to hypertension, the major leading cause of stroke. Okay. It's very, very important. Okay. And that one is for all age groups. All ages. Very important. Last word. Finally, you, as Reverend, you say, since you cannot know what killed your father, uh-huh. that is why it's good to do what we call preventive medicine. Preventive medicine. But yes. I can, don't I, wait. Don't you are wait. Sick. My father is dead. I don't know what killed my father. So if I wait, I today I will not mind. I will get it. I'm not away. But if I do regular check up, then at least once a year. Thank you. Uh, it is. They also said that the women must check their breasts. All the women who are here after 18 years. After 18 years. It's good that once a month you examine your breast. Once a month. So during the health, we will teach you how to examine your breast. During the day, we'll teach you how to examine your breast. Your, your breast. And, then, and then some of we who are married, they will teach us secretly how we will t- check the breast of our wives. Because uh, once I check my wife, uh, the doctor doesn't need to uh, touch my wife's breast. Because that is my property. And so, I have warned my wife, as soon as I come from the training and I come, that night I'll tell her, Kashi, lie down. <laughs> so, so we, uh, tell us. Tell us. And then, what, what, do you, what would you have to find? And then, um, what should be your, the next step after you find what? Usually, if you find a lamp in your breast, then you're supposed to contact your doctor, who will also examine you if he confirms it. Depending on your age, you may decide to do what we call a mammogram. And then we take it from there. Dr. Santi is a member of Royal House Chapel. He's a specialist surgeon. Eh? What knowledge? Urologist. Urologist. What's that one? Your urine or... Male genital and, and female, female genital uh, areas. Uh, he's a surgeon, and so you are safe. Dr. Akuaku is a member of Royal House Chapel. and uh, a physician. He's a physician. Uh, and so uh, you can find them every Sunday uh, uh, at uh, Glory Share uh, in our clinic. Uh, very soon, uh, when we move the um, offices from the ground floor to the first floor, we are going to give you rooms where cannot do your examinations and so on and so forth. Doctor Doctor Yurenchi is a specialist in a, a urologist. He's also a urologist. Uh, he checks penis and then Virginia and then uh, all those things and so on. He's the uh, minister in charge of our uh, medical uh, department. Uh, Ebenezer is a physiotherapist. He's a physiotherapist. Physio therapist. You can find him at Kolebu Teaching Hospital. When you go to the Glory Shed, he's there. Uh, he's a specialist in handling people who have suffered from stroke and so on and so forth. The big men in the church who also um, like to be straightened up and stretched, you know, once a while when you have stress, uh, when you contact him, uh, he will arrange and come and do it for you and then you uh, bless him. Mr. Wellington is a, a cytopathologist. He's a cytopathologist. What, what, what cyto? Cytopathologist. Cyto. 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 Oh, eradi. Cytopathologist. We, we, we deal with uh, all cancers. All cancers. All cancers yeah. 
Okay. That's Kolebu. 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 You can always get him at the uh, Glory Share. They are always there. And then uh, this is uh, my technician. Peter Akon. Peter Ado. Akon. Akon. Uh, work at Proxima Healthcare Services now. Formerly at MDS Lancet Laboratories. Yes. yes. But uh, he's going to be here with us uh, during this period of uh, screening. Um, because we want to make sure, by the grace of God, we have most of the machines to do a lot of things here. The few ones that we don't have, they will show you where to go. But the good news is that these, our doctors are there. After your test, you just walk up to them, you show them, and then they will read the test with you, show you what is happening, and show you how to handle yourself. For we in Royal House Chapel, we refuse to die in the midst of blessing. And we refuse to die in the midst of knowledge, rich as this one. Um, I was asking a young lady who went to see a doctor. Uh, she was developing some symptoms for, of stroke. So when she went, they ran all the tests. And so she came to me very confident. I said, uh, when you went, what did they find in your test? He said, Pastor, everything is negative. I said, everything is negative. So what, what was your cholesterol level? Hmm. The doctor even didn't tell me, but he said it was fine. I said, what was your sugar level? Hmm. The doctor didn't even tell me, he said it was fine. What is this level? Educated person doesn't know nothing. Don't take from the doctor. The doctor said everything is wrong. You must find the quantifications and the levels. You must know. These, our doctors, will do all that for you. The other doctors in town, because of the pressure, they don't have time, you know, to explain things for people. Uh, everything's fine, 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 fine. Then they just write something for you. Then you are just drinking some pills. Clap your hands and say, it is over. Oh, let the devil hear you and say, it is over. Shout it again and say, and say it is over. Thank you, doctors. Uh, and all the people that we are meeting tomorrow, 6.30, we will meet. And I am very, very appreciative. Remember, now, now you have a place in the Bible. God recognizes the doctor. And recognizes medicine. And with you here, let our people live long. Because they have an assignment to perform. Thank you so much. And God richly bless you.